This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Wednesday the 17th of May. In your Squiz Today, a fatal fire rocks New Zealand. Ukraine's capital attacked again, more rate rises on the horizon, and some high-fashion used Birkenstocks. This is your Squiz Today. New Zealanders woke up yesterday to news that a fire had broken out in a hostel in Wellington, and we were hearing the tragic details throughout the day. The building Loafer's Lodge apparently had its 94 rooms fully booked, and while most residents managed to escape, at least six people were killed. Yeah, the fire began just after midnight on Tuesday, and there were horror stories of residents having to crawl through hallways full of smoke or jump from windows to escape. Mm. Video from the night also showed that the top story of the building, what looks to be the third floor, was completely ablaze. Now, we know that the building housed short and long-term residents, including some elderly New Zealanders, but the lodge also housed a lot of transient residents and shift workers and migrant nurses, as well as providing shelter for people down on their luck or serving out community sentences. But so far, Alex, we haven't heard who the victims of the fire were. The fire is being treated as suspicious, but police investigators weren't able to get access to the building yesterday over structural concerns. Reports say they will be able to enter the building today. And towards the end of yesterday, we also saw questions being asked about the safety of the building. One of the big bits of information that we do have is that the building didn't have fire sprinklers installed. Now, that's not illegal. And in fact, there are a lot of older buildings in New Zealand where sprinklers are recommended but not actually required. But we did hear from the local council that the building had passed a safety inspection earlier this year. Authorities say there is a risk of asbestos in the air after the fire, so neighbours in the area around the hostel have also been told to wear a mask and keep their windows shut. And on those building safety concerns, Alice, the fire is reminiscent of the Grenfell Tower fire Mm. in London in 2017, which killed 71 people, or the backpacker fire in Childers in Queensland back in 2000 that killed 15 backpackers. Now, following both of those tragedies, fire safety standards were lifted, and the Childers fire also saw a man sent to prison over lighting the fire. So in this case, we'll be watching to see what happens with that police investigation. Kiev was hit with Russian missiles yesterday, Alice, and one military officer said the attack was exceptional in its density. That's right. Kiev's military commander is a man named Sergei Popko. He said the missile attack came from multiple directions at the same time. Most of the missiles were shot down by air defence systems protecting Kiev, but there was falling debris and at least three people were injured. The missile attack happened just after Ukraine's military intelligence released a report saying that Russia is on the defensive, and it also claimed that Russian forces no longer have the resources to launch large-scale attacks. But according to that same Ukrainian military intelligence, the Russians do have large stockpiles of S-300 missiles, which means they have the continued ability to sustain the current rate of missile attacks, even if those attacks aren't very accurate. 
Alice, we haven't heard about the Reserve Bank for a hot second, so <laughs> let's let's check in for an update. They published their minutes from the last rates meeting at the start of this month, and reading between the lines, it looks like there might be more rate rises ahead. Yes, yeah, so at the start of the month, they did raise the cash rate by 0.25%. Hmm. That was after keeping it unchanged the month before. But the minutes, like you say, Alex, say that further increases might be needed if inflation remains high. And there's predictions that inflation will remain high up until the middle of next year. And of course, on Monday, we heard NAB predicting that the interest rate is going to rise two more times in the near term. And yesterday, we also saw reports that banks are preparing to deal with a major lift in borrowers falling behind on their payments. Alice, if you want a nice, happy sports story, then then this isn't it. There are serious <laughs> doubts about the 2025 Rugby League World Cup after France pulled out of hosting the event. Yeah, we just spoke about the interest rates, Alex, and mm. like so many things, this one also comes down to money. <laughs> French officials say that the decision was made after the French government cut funding. The 2025 tournament was tipped to be the biggest rugby World Cup on record. There was supposed to be 40 venues hosting men's, women's, wheelchair and youth games. But instead, the International Rugby League organisation is now looking for a replacement host. And apparently the bosses will get together in July to figure out their new game plan. I see what you did there, Alice. (laughs) There are some early reports that Australia could even be asked to host with our Kiwi neighbours. Now, that seems only fair since we've won nine out of the last 10 tournaments, not boasting. (laughs) And it's also been floated that the tournament might be kicked back a year to 2026 to give whoever is hosting more time to get match ready. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Chloe Seveny was one of the it girls of the 90s in all the coolest campaigns, all the hottest films and music videos. (laughs) And I suppose, Alice, if you've lived a life like that and you live in New York, then your apartment can get crowded and sometimes you just need to sell a bunch of old clothes. Yeah, she's pulling a Marie Kondo by the sounds of it. (laughs) Chloe hosted a closet sale in the past few days and fans and fashion icons could just turn up, chat to the actress and then buy some of her old stuff. But it wasn't just clothes, Alex. Apparently, someone was able to buy some of Chloe's worn-in Birkenstocks <laughs> and also what looked to be a half-used tube of Gucci toothpaste. I, I didn't even <laughs> know that you could do Gucci toothpaste. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. <laughs> According to reports, the whistleblower Chelsea Manning even turned up. And all I can say is New York, what a town. <laughs> Finally, Alice, there's a new world record on the block. A Nigerian chef has cooked non-stop 
for 100 hours. Her name is Hilda Barkey and she smashed the last record, which was a puny 87 hours and 45 <laughs> minutes. Apparently, she started last Thursday and she finished on Monday Nigerian time. As for what she cooked, apparently it was a whole array of dishes, including soups, stews and jollof rice. She even got a tweet from the president of Nigeria to congratulate her. <laughs> Squiz the day, Alice. We're going to be hearing wage figures from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, which will, of course, feed into that conversation about interest rates. And we're also expecting to hear from Washington after another meeting between Joe Biden and Republican leaders about the US debt ceiling. A big day for watchers of the economy. Thank you for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former managing director of publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although Mm. they do leak (laughs) a a fair amount of it. And there is a famous time when when, um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers the day before the budget and was able to print... such an incredible story. ...was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, (laughs) But the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.